Hi, I'm Juan Galloway. And I'm Tracy Galloway. Welcome to our podcast, 36 Questions. This is an unscripted show where we candidly and spontaneously answer 36 questions that lead to love. These 36 questions were invented by psychologist Arthur Aaron, who created this exercise to help people be vulnerable in order to foster closeness and intimacy. We have been married since 1992 and have four awesome grown children together. We have both been in Christian leadership for over 30 years. We have been youth pastors, church planters, lead pastors, ministry school directors, nonprofit leaders, and are now missionaries. Yes, we are missionaries with youth with a mission. YWAM, the largest missions organization in the world, and are following our call to know God and make him known to the nations. You know, our hope is that as we dig deep into each other's lives, that you will be inspired to do the same. Let's dive in. Welcome to question 27. Woohoo, we're getting there. Episode. We're we're less than 10 away from the end. We're going to make it. We're going to finally I don't forget how many years it's been since we started, but <laughs> several, and we are going to make it to the end. We're committed. I know. We are. You know, we started this as just kind of like a spontaneous like date night thing to do, is to record this podcast, but and we did it pretty regularly at first, but then we just got so busy with everything that it's, it's not as regular, but um, we did try some different mics last time that were not very good. They were not great. Episode 26, I think the audio is not so great. So today, we're trying a different <laughs> mic that Juan picked up on, was it Facebook Marketplace? Facebook Marketplace. Thank you, Facebook Marketplace. I, because, <laughs> because it's Kona, Hawaii, it ended up being a, a YWAMer that was selling it. Yes, <laughs> so of course. I didn't know that, but everywhere we go, uh, we're the biggest group on this little, this island, actually. Yeah. So we see them everywhere. Yeah, and everybody's always selling stuff because everyone's leaving the country to go somewhere on mission and they're selling off whatever they can so they have enough cash to make it. And so everyone's just selling everything all the time, which is kind of helpful, actually. Yeah. They even have a place here on campus called The Boutique. And basically, there's everything there from toiletries to books to furnishings to clothes, um, earrings, anything you could want for guys and for girls, shoes. Coffee makers. Coffee makers. And everything's free. Like, it's, it's all, all donated free. by people who were leaving the <laughs> island and had to yeah. get rid of stuff. Yeah. And so you go in there and you just get whatever you need and it's all free. And then, of course, later on, you'll end up putting stuff in there, too. So it all evens out, right? Yeah, we've, we've given a lot of stuff to the boutique. Yeah. Just... You, know, you know why? Because, like, I would sell stuff but to make some money. But I always feel like, oh, man, I, I feel like the missionaries need it so bad. Like, I just want to give it away. Yeah, pass it forward. Pass you know? it on. Why yeah. not? So last time we talked about um, where we've been, mm-hmm. and uh, this time I thought it might be interesting just to let them know where we're headed. No, not yet. That's the next episode, because right now, I want to say where we just were. I thought that's what we did last time. No, 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 no. We talked about where we were last year, but where we just were oh, just for were. Christmas. Oh, right. So um, I went to on Google, and I Googled best place to have Christmas in America. Because we sold our home and we have no place to live. And so our family has no place to gather for Christmas. And so I told the kids, I said, because we only see each other where we all get together, almost all of us, 
um, once a year that I said, let's just do one week somewhere really special and make wonderful memories because we just don't see our family very often because we're missionaries. So I Googled best place to spend Christmas, and the first thing to pop up, ding, 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 was Leavenworth, Washington. Isn't that a prison, Leavenworth? I know. It's not a prison. It's actually this German Christmas village in the mountains, um, like three hours from Seattle inland, and it's beautiful. Like, there's just... All the trees are lit up like Christmas, and there's Christmas music playing in the town, and they have a Nutcracker Museum, a reindeer farm, snowmobiling. Lots of German food. Sleigh rides, German food with sausage. Schnitzel. Schnitzel, potatoes. I don't know. What else is German food? Do you know? No. Yeah, but it was good. We ate it. Yeah, we did eat it. It was good. Oh, the big pretzel. Oh, yeah. The big warm pretzel. Oh and gosh. it's not like a New York City one. It's like soft five times bigger, and soft and warm. You dip it in cheese. Oh, <laughs> and I'm gluten-free. And if I eat gluten, I get itchy all over. But I, it was worth it. Uh, <laughs> it was just worth it. Yeah, so that was cool. The kids enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. It was so much snow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was deep. Yeah. And we did sledding and snowmobiling. Mm-hmm. And... We did Airbnb, which was great. Yeah. It was a nice little get together yeah. with our family and that our granddaughter really too. good that was nice so anyway that was what we did um to have a nice christmas so i recommend that for christmas or any time you know it was just beautiful we also and then after that we actually visited uh friends and partners in uh olympia mm-hmm. just south of seattle that was nice we uh showed seattle to our sons because they'd never been there and then we headed to northern california the bay area to see some of our best friends in the world and we spoke at their church mm-hmm. gave a missionary update mm-hmm. and we visited ywam san francisco and wow they're in the tenderloin district which is where there's a lot going on with the homeless and so they were doing so much for the homeless so it brought back a lot of memories from new york city ministry yes. and we used to actually even do some homeless ministry in the tenderloin so like when we first got married so that was cool. And then we went down through Silicon Valley to Santa Cruz and visited YWAM Santa Cruz, which is a brand new base. Um, and uh, They're meeting in the mountains in these beautiful, huge redwood trees at this retreat center. Yeah. Really cool. So pretty. And downtown Santa Cruz was cool. Yes. I mean, I've been to Santa Cruz where the boardwalk is, and there's always roller coasters and fun things, and it's a little bit seedy, just a little bit. But in inland, there's the, the downtown area where there's these little restaurants and coffee shops, and we had a great time. Went to Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> I, for some reason, we end up at Goodwill everywhere we go. I don't know why, but there's always something fun there. I think our friend bought an old wood golf club he collects them (laughs) yeah yeah that was cool So that was fun oh and you know what i want to share something with you guys the listeners before we get into our question okay um i don't know if i've talked about home exchange before but um home exchange is this um online platform and you can join for free and when you join you're given all of these points um to be able to go stay somewhere for free Now, you could have someone stay at your house and swap homes if you have a home, but you don't have to start that way. You can start just by using the points. You have to pay a one-time fee to use the points, but the points are worth... Yeah, but you don't pay it first. Only if you find a house and it's awesome and you could stay there a whole week for free, and then there's like a $175 one-time fee for the year to use those points. But we stayed in this beautiful 
like was it four bedroom a four bedroom <laughs> home on a canal in redwood shores right outside of san francisco a gorgeous little gated community and we stayed there for five nights for free it was just the two of us and we were working we were working from you know, home on our computers and yeah stuff. yeah we were, we were doing a work week but um we were there for free yeah so this is a good life hack or travel hack is yeah. if you join home exchange um and I have a code for you that if you want to join with my code, you'll get um, 50 free additional points. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to you right now. And then we get it was some some points as well. Yeah, we get 50 join, points as well if you, you join. You put our name down or something, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So when you join, it says, um, when you try... Oh, we both get 250 points, it says. Oh, wow. Okay. So Yeah. Okay. That, so that's a lot of points because usually a place is like $100 a night. I mean, 100 points a night. Maybe... If it's a big house, maybe 200 points a night. It depends. But you get like a condo in a city or whatever for 100 points a night. Um, so if you get 250 points uh, for signing up with my code, that's going to give you two free nights in addition to like the the six to ten yeah, nights you get already. That would cost you at least $200. Yeah. It's basically more. like ten free nights anywhere in the world because it's global. So we've used Home Exchange in Virginia. We've used it in Europe. We've used it in California. Yeah, um, and you're staying at people's places who they're signed up with Home Exchange. Yeah, yeah. So you don't pay. You just use points. Yeah, you just use your points. And then once your points are up, that's when you would need to um, have someone stay at your place or not. But you don't. You can just do the ten nights and you're done. And but you have... if you're on vacation, you could have someone stay at your place. You could earn thousand points or yeah. who knows what yeah. and then again use that to stay somewhere for a whole week it's yeah. worth a lot of money yeah yeah so so being a part of it um again it's free to sign up and join um i don't want to do a long sales pitch but i do want to give you this free this free code yeah, to we're, get we're, we're not like network marketers yeah, or yeah, something no, no. this is no. something we use as missionaries no. but it's, it's great just, yeah we've used it all over the globe it works it's real it's trustworthy yeah um, they accept you and you accept them just like anything else. They kind of meet each other and chat with the person, decide whether or not if it's the right fit. Right. Okay, so here's the code. So get out your pen, get out your phone, get out your text, get ready to text this code. It's Mambo, M-O-M-B-O, dash, five, C as in cat, eight, one, E as in egg. I'm going to say it one more time. If you use this code. Well, you can just rewind. <laughs> it's a podcast. Oh, you're right. It's a podcast. Yeah, so I only need to say it once. Yeah, All right. Enough. So, yeah. So if you use that code when you sign up for Home Exchange, you will get two to three nights for free in addition to like the 10 nights for free you'd get somewhere else. So use that code. Enjoy. You're welcome. And I hope you enjoy it because we love using Home Exchange. It's been excellent for us. Every time we've done it, it's been a great experience. Yeah, it's cool. All right. So here's the question for the week. We're on question 27. And it says, if you were going to become a close friend with your partner, and just so everybody remembers, this was designed for two strangers to meet and they would answer questions and see how close they could become, how intimate, um, not necessarily romantically, but it could be um, how close they could become just by working through these 36 questions that this, you know, psychologist uh, invented. Uh All right. And so even though obviously we're already married for 30 years and we're partners. Right, right. Uh, if you were going to become a close friend with your partner, which is me, okay. please share what would be important for me to know. 
Well, I guess since we're already close, I'll just say what's important for you to know. And I think whatever I say, you probably have heard it before, but maybe as we discuss something new. I hope to learn something new. (laughs) Good. I want to become closer to you. Oh, that's nice. I like you. I like you too. You're kind of cute. Mm. Okay, let's keep going. Um, Read it one more time. You do this every time. I know my brain. brain okay. My brain needs to hear if it twice. If you were going to become a close friend with me, your partner, uh-huh. please share what would be important for me to know. Oh, oh, okay. I got one. Okay. All right. Don't roll your eyes, okay? You, they can't see it on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> Even if I do. <laughs> so what's important for you to know is I really can't stand rudeness. Or being unkind. Mm. Like it's like my major pet peeve is when someone is unkind or rude. Okay. Um, because I think more than anything in the whole world, if I care about anything, like some people, like you care about music or someone will care about motorcycles or somebody cares about computer technology or somebody cares about flowers. I care. My number one thing is about people. Yes. And so when people are rude to other people or unkind, it is just... It's like I have alarms go off in my head. Gotcha. Smoke comes out of my ears. I'm like a bull you with stuff triggered. coming out of my nose. You see red. <laughs> I'm going to kill them. You no. have a visceral reaction. <laughs> I, it really bothers me. Yeah. And I mean, part of it is because I grew up in Texas, which is like a, in the south. In, southwest, in, a, yeah. in the southwest, you know, especially in Dallas where I'm from, you know, it's important to be nice to people, like to talk friendly. nice, be friendly, yeah. caring, understanding. Like that's part of the culture I come from. Yeah. So that's part of it. The other part is um, it's it's being like, for Christians especially, um, if you're not kind and if you're rude, you're not being like Jesus. Because yeah. Jesus was very kind. In fact, I was looking up in the Bible, it was a couple of years ago, for some reason, it just came out to me like the word, like Jesus is kind, or He's so kind to you, or he, or God is being kind to you, and I just started noticing how it's throughout Scripture so much. Like yeah. as I read through, it's like He's kind, He's kind, He's kind, He's kind, and I was like, oh my gosh, why don't people realize that? People think God is mean and God is rude yeah. and God is hurtful, and it and it's it's He's not at all. He's super kind, and I think sometimes they feel that way because. Maybe Christians have been rude and unkind. And I've met so many unkind people. Um, oh, my gosh. Living in the New York City area it was pretty major. They're pretty rough around the edges. Oh, gosh. They're so mean. <laughs> when I first moved there, I used to cry and cry and cry. We adapted. Them. Yeah, we got tough. We got tough. So I can be tough if I need to. I can yeah. be really tough. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. What do you think about that? Um. Well... Yeah, of course, we talked about this before. And I also know that in your family, this was like, um, this is one of the most important things, like, especially from your dad, you know, it's like, you would never be rude to someone. Yeah. Um, That was like the unpardonable sin or something almost, you know, I just mean it had a lot of weight. But you know what the, the... The flip side of that is, is you could be rude to someone in your house and in your home, but not outside the home. But I believe it should be both and. It should be inside and outside the home. Right. When engaging with someone outside the home, right. you had to be real open Your and best. hospitable and 
kind engaging funny yeah yeah connecting yeah that's a big deal yeah and so so when I married you of course you being an introvert that caused a lot of problems at first in our marriage because you were what I perceived to be unkind and rude and it caused a lot of problems a lot of arguments for 10 15 20 years of arguments but Somewhere along the way, after year 20, so I'm, I'm sorry that we fought about that for 20 years before we acknowledged this was happening, because we didn't know it was happening. We just, yeah. it was just happening. Um, I realized, well, wait a minute. Number one, you're a man, not a woman. And a man can be much more unkind than a woman can okay, be. Okay, let me change your verbiage, because actually, it's not unkind. It's not as charming not as say. charming okay right and, and, and people and consider okay. it completely acceptable like right. oh he's a nice guy yeah but not he's not Mr. G- Gregarious right like a guy doesn't have it's to fine. smile a lot and it's okay because he's a guy he doesn't have to put little smile emojis why don't you just... say hello shake somebody's hand you're good you're good that's probably yeah. enough and you can send a text and you don't have to put little smiley faces after everything <laughs> because you're a man no we don't do that but as a woman not if you much. send a text without a smiley face people think you're, you're mean or oh, rude man. It's, it's a lot of pressure with the emoji. Yeah, there. and we learned, I think, some... And one important word was differentiation, mm. is that um, you get charged up by engaging with people, mm-hmm. and I get really drained. Yeah. Um, and uh, a perfect example, we just were teaching for oh. three and a half hours a day for the last three days. Three days. And, um, Which is basically like doing 10 sermons in three days. <laughs> yeah. Really. It's really pretty It's a intense. lot of, because you're not just teaching. You are like, we're preaching, teaching. Yeah, like, there's it's a lot intense. of material. We're explaining lots of concepts, answering lots of questions. We're trying audience. to bring like 40 hours of content down into 10 hours just to make it really uh, digestible for these younger people. Yeah, so when we were preparing for this, of course, <sighs> we're getting the word out on this missions campus so that yeah. people could know. Right. Uh, so this is normal. We do it you know, all the time, uh-huh. but, um, you, we were in the cafeteria and there's like a thousand people in the cafeteria. Literally, this is a huge campus. Uh-huh. And you're like, Hey, maybe we should go around and tell everybody about the workshop. And we'd already actually done this. Oh, no, it was a different day. And, but yeah. and we had also put it out through digital means and all that. Right, we'd right. done some marketing and I was just, I didn't have it in me. <laughs> I was like, I, I cannot imagine doing uh, doing this again. Yeah. And I said, I think you might have mentioned this last time. No, last I actually podcast. mentioned it on uh, when on we were stage. teaching. Okay, we were teaching. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I said, maybe how about you do that, and I'll go back and finish our PowerPoint, you know, for our teaching today. And you're like, and you were happy. You're yeah, like, I was happy. Yes. And so, I just went around and talked with people, and yeah. I think I got three or four extra people in the workshop through doing that. Yeah, you did, and so that was great. You did accomplish something. But you didn't want to, and I was, I was glad, and that was the differentiation working well. Yes, like exactly. okay, you're different than me, and that's okay. You don't have to be like me. You can do what you like to do. I can do what I like to do, and it can be different, and that's okay. Yeah. It's not like you're being rude or you're being mean to me or whatever. You're just being yourself. Which is introverted, and that's okay. That's not bad. It's just yeah. different, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm able to by myself when I'm alone, mm-hmm. grind out incredible amounts of material and content for mm-hmm. the trainings we do, and then together, you know, we just make it better. Yeah. But because I'm not a people person, mm-hmm. I'm able to accomplish a lot. You are by myself, right? And it's a strength, right? Yeah. So anyway. Um, but a strength taken to excess is a weakness. 
Yeah. So that's why we have each other. You help me to stay organized and structured, yeah, we, we and I help you other. to have some fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I run out of steam. Like after so much human interaction, I'm just like, I, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. I feel like I'm, uh, like emotionally, I just, I bottom out. It's okay. And I just need downtime. I recharge. I'm good. Yeah. And I think it's just good to notice that. And we talk about this pretty regularly on this podcast and I'm outgoing. You're introverted. It's kind of a regular topic. But I think that's so good to notice with people in your life and in your family's life, if you're a listener, is that some people are just introverted and we need to allow them to be introverted. And some people are extroverted and we need to allow them to be extroverted. Because I remember early in our marriage, I would embarrass you constantly because I was extroverted. Like, don't talk to them or why are you talking to them or they're a stranger, don't talk to them. And I, and you would, you would kind of... Um, shun me or whatever or what's that word shame me for doing that and you're embarrassed because that's not what you do but then eventually you you just let that go and you just let me go yeah it would make me cringe when you'd engage a stranger and go into tell them all these things about our life like right off the bat I'm like in my mind I'm like they don't want to know this they don't you know what I mean I'm just Uh like because I wouldn't want to do that right with a stranger but actually, they would engage with you and have fun, right, talking to you. But to me, it made me cringe, like, <laughs> So anyway, we've learned to give each other grace and be ourselves. And yes, I think matured in that. grace to be yourself. And also, I think we also try to, um... oh, someone's starting their moped outside. Yeah, we, we uh, in the Pacific Islands, everything's open air. Like, we don't have air conditioning. It's The no windows air con- just have air flowing in and out. And... There was fountains outside. Yeah, they are. So you can probably actually hear fountains in the background and scooters. And there's a place called um, Plaza of the Nations right outside. It's a fountain on their campus with flags around it from all the nations. Yeah, all uh, the nations of people that are here on campus. There's yeah. a flag so there's like representing at least each country flags. of yeah. people here on campus right now. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, and there's people dancing in the fountain, but not like the TV show Friends. <laughs> They're more there's like statues, statues that fountain. are dancing. But wouldn't it be great if we could get in there and dance? I'm kind of bummed that it doesn't have like, you know, those fountains they have in the. Um... Are we going to play the soundtrack to Friends while we dance in the fountain? Is that, is that... <laughs> no, but you know how fountains nowadays they come up from the ground and you can run around in them, oh, yeah. and the kids can play in oh, them. Oh yeah, that is cool. I think everybody would have so much fun with that here. The kids that live on campus. The I don't students. think that existed when they built this campus. I uh, yeah, it didn't exist. That's pretty then. high tech. It would have to be like updated and. Yeah, and then people get their clothes wet and have to go to class. Yeah, I guess it doesn't work out. But sure seems fun. Okay, so I got it. So the thing I would need to know is that you can't stand rudeness. Yeah, and I think you know that. And so, yeah, the one thing I also wanted to say in addition is that because you know that, I think you do an extra effort to not be rude with people that you didn't used to do. So you kind of push yourself out a little bit more you try not to be rude a little bit more. You try to be polite. And so I think I, I notice the difference in you now than from when you were younger. Um, and so, and I think with you, I, I'm okay to have quiet nights at home with you, you know? And so yeah. I think we, we both have to give a little in that area and yeah. accept a little. And so I think we've struck a nice balance. Well, we strengthen each other, you know, yeah. with those things. So you kind of force me to grow in this area uh-huh. in a sense, if I'm going to be with you, you know, right. I've got to, kind of be along for the ride right (laughs) not like going off in a different direction so uh yeah yeah, we we 
help each other. So um, I'd love to hear your answer to the question too. But first, mm-hmm. we're going to go to the book of the week and we're doing something we never did before. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear what how this could be different. The 27th book we're going to suggest for you. Now, I didn't read a lot growing up, and I only learned to become a, a good, better reader uh, through being married to you, because you're such a reader. So we read together, you read to me, I read some, but I'm not as strong of a reader as you are, even though I do read a lot. Um, so, but I, And for that reason, I love Audible. I love Audible books. And, and now that we're on a plane all the time and traveling all the time, it's a great place to read an Audible book. Especially because my eyes aren't as good as they used to be. I have to re- have readers or something. So um, there's this one book, though, that was recommended to me by my friend, Sean Small, who runs Wonder Voyage. Um, it's a pilgrimage organization. And he actually paid for me to get this book. That was a great gift. Yeah. And so he, and the cool thing about it is that it's not just reading the book. Um, it, there's sound effects. So I'll tell you what it is. If you like Audible, I highly, highly, highly recommend the book Surrender by Bono from U2. And the reason why is he's reading it himself and his Irish accent. I mean, come on. Who doesn't like an Irish accent, right? It's really cool. Mm. But he's also talking about his songs and playing pieces of the songs that are played in a different way, like a new way. Yeah, what do you call that? Remix? Um... or yeah, they're doing a different version of it. They're kind of remixing their classic hits and songs. And they're going to put out an album of them as well. But first, it's not even available right now. It's only in this book. Only on the Audible book can you hear the remix. And it's just pieces of the songs. They don't play yeah. the whole thing. And then he's telling stories from his life. And, uh, you know, he's gritty. He's not like, you know. He, he's, churchy. He's not churchy at all. <laughs> he's no. Not but he is a Christian. Yeah. And so he has stories about his faith. And stuff, and about even being rejected in the church um, from the music in the beginning, like in the 1970s or early 80s, like back when rock and roll was like, you know, of the devil or whatever. And so people didn't know what to do about that. And um, but then, of course, they changed later. But just having a now diff- most worship teams have a U2 type guitar sound, the most popular ones. Really? Oh, I, it, it's bl- a blatant um, U2 copy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Delir- Delirious, that, that group. Yeah, that, Delirious. It's a worship band, a rock and roll band. Uh-huh. They were the first ones to really grab onto it. And mm. it's been in almost every worship team from then on. Well, he... That's how big the influence is. He talks also about the songs and what the meaning is from yeah. in the background. And I don't know. I, I Actually, I'm not finished with it yet. I'm halfway through. I'm saving the other half for our next trip, which we'll be talking about our next podcast. We're leaving later this week for a new country. We've never been to before. Yes. Um, really far away. And we'll talk about that at the next podcast. But I just want to recommend Surrender by Bono uh, on Audible. And there's sound effects, too. Like if he talks about being on a plane, you hear a plane sound. Or if he talks about a dog biting him, you hear the dog barking. So it's, it's, it's a real experience. You really feel like you're there. Interesting. So it's really well done. Cool. All right. recommend all right my turn okay read the question again 
if I was going to become a close friend with my partner, which is you, <laughs> share what would be important for you to know or Mambo to know. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, to, to me, I have one main thing that drives my life and re really it's, it's the same thing that drives your life is that I'm here on earth for people to know about Jesus. I'm here for people to encounter God and to do my part in helping people draw close to God. And that everything in my life has to be run through the filter of the Bible. Mm -hmm. And it cannot be compromised. Right. Because every compromise is a sin and sin destroys. Yeah. And so that's why our marriage has ultimately made it through tough times or challenging times. Like every marriage is because we were committed to Jesus more than even ourselves. Right. Uh, if it was just about our commitment to each other, we would have been like, oh, forget it. It's not working. It's too hard or I'm hurt right. or I'm angry. Mm -hmm. But because we're like, that's not an option because we've committed to obey God first. Right. And so no matter um, what, we've had all kinds of jobs in our lives mm -hmm. and things like that. And I was talking to somebody about this today. Um, Finnish friend, uh, Pekka. Um you know, I, I said, you know, my last job when I was running kind of a large ministry mm -hmm. and a large budget and just so much responsibility. And I said, Pekka, I'm like a creative, you know, uh, you know, management and managing budgets. And that's not my thing that I enjoy the most, but I was willing to do it because I believe Jesus was going to be like, impacting the homeless if I would do this stuff behind the scenes. Right. Kind of the grunt work of management and right. leadership. And stats show that the people who come out of addiction, mm -hmm. um, even mental health issues and all kinds of things, um, if, if it's Christian, if people yeah. encounter God, encounter Jesus, they really do get set free. Yeah. And, um, and, the, and the success rate is like skyrockets to be amazing. Yeah. But if they're in... If they're being helped by an organization that is not leading people to Jesus, an authentic life transformation experience, life transformation is not happening and they just continue. And so it happens yeah. in, it happens even in Christian organizations where, you know, it's a process, but the real life tra transformation that happens, you know, story after story after story, it's because they encountered God and their life was transformed. And that's why it's so important that whatever you or I are part of, that Jesus is at the center of it. Yeah. It's just, and someone could offer me a lot more money to do something that's a good thing, mm -hmm. a charity, even just helping people. Mm -hmm. But if it can't be about Jesus, there is no amount of money I would take. Right. I, I, I've only got this one life on earth. I, I can't, I just can't. I've got, it's got to be about leading people to Jesus. And, uh, and so I would tell my team that all the time, like, Hey, just so you know, my motivation, this is it. Right. You know, it's not just being nice people and doing mm -hmm. good work. That is wonderful. Right. But it all has to lead to Jesus. Cause like you said, um, when it's a faith-based, let's say program or mm -hmm. rehab, there's a very low rate of recidivism, people going back to addiction. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately in many programs they get set free, but then 
they fall back into it. You mm-hmm. know, there's more chance of relapse. Yeah, much you know, higher like chance of relapse. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, so the the person who would want to be close to me, mm-hmm. it wouldn't work to be close to me unless we had that same core value, really. Right. Um, because that's what I want to talk about. That's what I want to think about. That's what I read about. That's what that's I write what our, about. That's what our life is about. That's what our life is about. And so... Um, I dated some other girls when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. a couple, not that many, mm-hmm. and they were nice and they're Christians, but they, they didn't have that fire. Like this is what I'm on earth to do. And so I just wasn't interested. Um, but when I saw that in you, I was like, okay, this is what I actually want to do with my life, you know, and I wanted the right partner. And so, um, that's what I would tell somebody if, you know, if we weren't married right now and if we were just meeting and like, what makes you tick? That's yeah. what makes me tick. Yeah. Um, so, and I love it. Yeah. It gives me great joy. Mm. You know, and I, I think whenever I've been a leader over a team or a group, I, mm-hmm. I always tell them like, I want to get you in your sweet spot. So if you're in a role right now where it's like, this is itchy and uncomfortable and it's like, it's good, but it's just not me. It's like, mm-hmm. let's find... The right role where it's like you could do this all day, you know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't fatigue you the same. Mm-hmm. You actually recharges you because you have a passion for that. Right. And um, I, I, I was always trying to get people into the center of their sweet spot of their passion because they were that's what they're created to do. Mm. So why waste time doing something else? And I find so many people that they don't really know what they're created to do. They're not sure. And then I. This is what I would tell that person is that when you're a part of a group or a place or a thing or a church or anything, and you're like, why are they not doing this? This is so important. Why aren't they doing this? Or why aren't they doing this well? This is so important. The reason why is because they are not called to do that. You are. And you're the one that's supposed to do it. And you're the one that's supposed to or make it better yeah. because that's your calling. Right? They don't see it. They don't notice it because you're the piece of the puzzle that's missing. You're like, why isn't this happening? This piece of the puzzle is missing. You're the piece. You're the piece of the puzzle. Right? And so um, I think, yeah, you're my piece of the puzzle to accomplish the will of God on earth Mm. is the two of us together. And um, could you do awesome without me? Yes. Could I do awesome without you? Yes. But together, I just feel like it's like dynamite like that's the lord's plan Mm -hmm. in fact even that prophecy i had when i was 13 at summer camp from john brevere when he prayed for me said i've already said it in the last podcast though i think didn't i i don't remember we've had a lot of podcasts all right well in case you didn't listen to it it said you're young but you've learned much this when i was 13 and your wisdom surpasses your years and that which the lord has done in your heart it's not you it's him and truly, yes, um, I've called you to full-time ministry. And truly, yes, just as you've desired to marry a man of God, so shall you shall. And you two together shall join together, shall cleave to one another, and shall be a powerful force for me, saith the Lord. So I thank you for your healing power in this vessel. And so... Thanks, John Bevere. Thank you, John Bevere. Thank and you. Lisa, she wasn't there that time, though. Lisa was there at the other weeks. But... Um, that's cool. Yeah. And so even as like a young girl, like I just knew that whoever I married, that was important. Oh, and he said, do not be distracted between now and that time, you know? And so I just, yeah. So I think, 
I, I feel like choosing your spouse is the biggest decision of your whole life. It is. I mean, maybe after, after getting God. saved. <laughs> yeah, but still, it's so huge. I don't think you realize when you're young, there's no way to know how important it is. I mean, it's every day of your life forever, you know. But the truth is, oh, our friend Tim Lucas, the pastor of Liquid Church in New Jersey, he wrote that book that's called um, You Married the Wrong Person. Yeah. <laughs> I love the title of that because people are like, yeah, I married the wrong person. I should have married <laughs> someone else. They pick up the book. And then you learn as you read the book that you're, you are the wrong person, yeah. not them. It's you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it doesn't matter who you married. That's the right person. That's right. Once you're married, that's the right person. Yeah. And, you know, you have to figure it out, make it work. And it's possible if you... Got to lay down your life for each other and do whatever yeah. it takes to humble yourself and grow. And... That's right. Because if you try, if you get divorced and pick someone else, well, then you're going to run into those same problems with that next person and the next one and the next one and the next one. So why not just work it out with number one? And then now we don't have to have four mother-in-laws. <laughs> yes. And I think of this verse sometimes, delight in the wife of your youth. And I'm like, I'm because I married you when you were a youth, and I was a youth. We were young, right? Uh, yeah. 19 and 22. So young. And so I think that's what's, what's that saying is, no matter how many years go by, keep delighting that wife of your youth, mm. you know, that you committed to early on. Yeah. Keep delighting in that person. And I'm like, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so glad we get to do life together. And Even though we're looking old. The past, ever since COVID, it's like we aged a decade. <laughs> like we looked 10 years younger, like two years ago. But like yeah. COVID just aged us. So now I look at the mirror. I'm like, who is that person? Oh, my God. It's the worst. So I don't know. Well. What can you do? We all get old. We all get old and wrinkly. What do you do? Well, we may not <sighs> look as good, but we can uh, we can share what we've learned yeah. the hard way mm. with younger people so that they can not have to learn the hard way. Hopefully yeah. they can learn from our mistakes or accidents or mistakes you know whatever yeah. <laughs> stupidity they can learn and mm. uh, and grow and be blessed i hope so i hope so because we didn't have too many people telling us stuff yeah it was really few and far in between and so we would love to be those people that help yeah. other people to know what to do and that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast is so people can have ideas of what to do and hey you know if you've been through a divorce or been through a horrific experience or made lots of big mistakes. Or made mistakes. Hey, we're, we're really sorry. And um, God can take any mess mm. and clean it up. And yeah. he can take... He redeems he, it. He redeems it. He takes all bad things and he can he works all things together for those that love God. Yeah. So if you want things to start working together in your life, let me give you a little clue. Love God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul. And love your neighbor as yourself. And if you can do that, then I guarantee you and that... don't be rude. Yeah, don't be rude. Don't do that. <laughs> be kind. Be kind, guys. Rewind. Can you just be nice? Be sweet. <laughs> Keep it sweet? <laughs> Keep it sweet. I don't know if we should go... Did we talk about that before? No. Oh, I don't even want to go there. I don't even remember the name of that thing. That document. But... That was the worst. That was so scary. Okay. Yeah. Should we talk about it? We should end. Well, let me just say that it was a documentary on Netflix, I think. And it was about a, like a Mormon cult Ugh. with uh, men with multiple wives. Ugh. And it turned out to be like really Horrible. a lot of child abuse of young girls. Anyway, but the, the, the way they would kind of dominate the women and keep them from 
I don't know, like, because they keep them submitted. Right. They'd say, keep it sweet. Keep it sweet. Oh, my god! You know, in other words, just don't speak up. Don't just do what you're told. Do what you're told. And we'll dominate you. Oh, my God. Anyway. So sometimes we, we think we, of that phrase <laughs> as a joke. As a joke. You know, like, keep it sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but just, Kind of dark humor, I guess. <laughs> that is dark humor. But it is funny for some reason. I don't know why it cracks me up. Oh, God bless those girls. I pray they... Well, that, that that cult leader got arrested. He's in prison right now. Thank Just, God. That makes anybody feel what better. A creep. Gross. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. All right. I don't want to think about it. So, yeah, if you if you don't want to be disgusted, don't watch that documentary because it's pretty disgusting. But, um, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. I don't even know what we're saying. So, we probably should end the podcast. Um, thanks so much for listening. And we are going to do question number 28 next. And then pretty soon we'll be to 30. We're getting there, getting there. Woohoo! Hey, why don't you, uh, if you've never done it, take a look at our missionary website, gallowaysonmission.com. Oh. We keep putting up um, a blog, uh, which is mostly photos of our work around the world mm-hmm. and, and stories about what's in the photo. It's pretty interesting. We're, we're doing some pretty interesting stuff. And you might want to check it out. Or you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram because we're always posting stuff that we're doing yeah. as missionaries on there. And if you want to pray for us, boy, we will take it. Yeah, we, we would love that. Us. Yeah, we need it. So we're going to be hitting uh, 12 different countries in 2023. And I counted it up. It was 12. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that crazy? God help us. So, so um, <laughs> and our next episode, we will tell you about our next country. We actually leave in a couple days. Yeah, off Flying off again. Yeah, we're we're in a little tiny room here at the YWAM base uh, where everything's in one room. And everything we own is here. And somehow we acquired like like three or four small boxes worth of things besides our suitcases. Books and whatever. And we're going to go through it and just give it away. We're yeah, just we getting just rid of it. We just don't have room. The last of the last. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to go. Got to go. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. See and ya. girls. Bye.